Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it's Lisa Stanley, your Yenta. And I have never been more excited to tell you who's on today's episode of What Goes On Around Here. Chrissy Metz, that's who? That's right, one of the stars of This Is Us. Oh, we're going to talk, boy. We're going to talk about her new movie, Breakthrough, her book, which, by the way, went to number one on the New York Best uh, Seller list, and how her life has changed since getting the role of Kate on This Is Us. Hi, Chrissy Metz. I'm so excited. Chrissy Metz from This Is Us is here. Hi. Finally. This has been Finally. a long time. <laughs> I've been sorry. begging and begging your publicist. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I am so grateful that you stopped by to be on my little podcast, What Goes On Around Here. Of course. It's my pleasure. And thank I, you for having me. I want people to know what you'll see when I put the picture up. She's really beautiful. I mean, oh, really beautiful. Thank you. Just stunning in person. And <laughs> Thank I you. love your dress. Thanks. I'm hoping that you're going to one day make your own clothing line. Yeah, there's some talks about that. I'm yeah, thinking I would it's love time that. to do that, right? Yeah. Maybe you uh, pair up with uh, Christian... Um, Suriano, who's yes, awesome. And I wear a lot of Eloquy, so... Either um, or, yeah. I love, I love them. I love what they're doing for plus-size women. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard because not everybody wants to dress plus-size women. Well, we saw that that with Leslie Jones even. Right. And, and she's and, not and even... she's plus size? Come on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so uh, we got to change the narrative, folks. Well, I hope you're yeah. about to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just uh, get everybody up to uh, Chrissy Parr, if you will. I'll do <laughs> I'll do the humble bragging for you, so oh. don't worry about it. Okay, good, because I can't. <laughs> but let's tell people who don't know uh, about your beginnings, and that is that you lived in Japan yeah. until you were eight years old. Yeah. Did you speak fluent uh, Japanese? <sighs> Sadly, I was learning... When I was learning English, um, but I do not remember anything really like konnichiwa. Oh, well, konnichiwa, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, small little phrases and a couple of numbers. But my mom, much better. Um, you know, obviously she was an adult when she lived there. But sad but true, I don't remember. I know. What a womp, shame, womp, womp. right? I know. Oh, I know. That is a shame. I know. It's okay. I know. Did you like it there? I loved it. And I also was uh, the youngest child, so I was spoiled with incredibly amazing Japanese toys. How many kids are in the family? Uh, there's five. I was I was the youngest of three for a time. Then my mom had two other daughters. So, yeah, of course, you know, that's why I needed to be an actress, right? I didn't get enough attention at home. But that's not uh, how it is. <laughs> yeah, but you know no, what? Um, no. That's funny you would say that you didn't get enough attention because I think I read somewhere that all you ever did was try to make people smile. Yeah. And so you would come in with impressions. Sure. What kind of impressions would you do? Oh, literally anything. Anyone, any person, any actor I would see. Give us one. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. It's really not necessarily like celebrities, but just like I love to just like impersonate. Like a car. Oh, like a person, like someone in your house. Yeah, anyone. I would always. Your sister. For sure. Okay. Anyone in any, in any. Thing. And I also, yeah, I guess I wanted attention, right? So um, I would just be silly and zany. And my, my sisters and I would always like, 
we'd record as like we were newscasters on the boot. Like it was like just ridiculous. Did you take the hairbrush and do the microphone? Oh, sure. Because that's what I did. Oh, are you kidding? The hairspray can, the hairbrush, sure. But I would sing Tom Jones. (gasps) Not unusual to be loved. I think I was going to be some singer with that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I believe anybody can sing. Well, you sure can. We're going to talk about that too in, in just a minute. But I read somewhere that you said that you wanted to be Jim Carrey when you grew up. I what did. part of Jim Carrey did you want to be? Well, I just thought that there was something so um, real about him. Um, I also f- I also knew that he went through a lot in his in his life, and that he, of course, comedy stems from tragedy, and he does that so well. And he's just funny, and he's silly, and um, just re- I feel like really in touch with. Have you met him his- yet? I have not. What? I know. Could you believe it? Pelosi. I know. We have to make that happen. I know. I I feel like I've met so many wonderful people, but I've yet to meet Jim Carrey. I know. Gosh, I know. we got to make that happen, Anthony. I just think he's we gotta a genius. We got to make that happen for he's- Chrissy. He's a genius. You know, yeah. he lives not too far from me. No. I'm just saying we could go right by his house. Okay. Just, okay. Is that is that illegal? You think? You think that's a problem? No, I mean, maybe if we like I put it out know. there. Yeah. If we put it out there like, hey, did you need some help with like your trash cans or something? Jim, we'll um, come. We'll you know, sweep the yard. Then it won't be so awkward. Well, we'll I'm happy to do yard, it. yard, right? I'm not going to sweep any yard. I will I will rake a yard <laughs> and I can sweep a driveway. But um, you know, I'm traumatized because I had a lot of chores when I was a kid, but I'm really good at them. Okay. Uh, Jim, if uh, kind you need to know. What did you have as a kid? Everything. When you were the baby, you were the coveted one. How did you get The all- coveted one? Uh, bah, no, Come absolutely on. not. No, I had lots of chores. Well, like you mean making your bed? Oh, everything. Okay. That I, I mean, did you get allowance? A p- this is the funniest thing to me in life that people ask if I listen when you are come from very humble beginnings like you're allowed to live there. I don't think you get an allowance. You don't, you don't get money for doing what you're supposed to do. My mom, yeah, right. She looked at me like I had two heads. No, no, we wouldn't even. No, definitely not. No, but I did dishes and sweep the driveway and laundry, like all, all sorts of things. At what age did those chores begin? Oh goodness, probably, probably ten. I yeah. think, you know what? I personally think that's really great. It, I learned how to make my bed at five. What? At five, my mother was teaching me hospital corners. Well, I'm lying. It's not my mother. It was the housekeeper. But anyway, Still, she wanted that's her job a little less right. work. Right. So right. she taught me how to make the corners on the bed. Oh, my grandma was so good at those. Oh, aren't they the best? I, I haven't, I haven't mastered them. Oh, they're so much fun when you do them. But probably you don't make the beds anymore since you had to do it so much as a child. Well, not that I'm above that. Uh, my best friend just made a comment, folks. What? Uh, what? He goes, mm. I heard it because I hear everything and I have eyes in the back of my head. I know exactly what he was saying. Let's be very You're clear. Very busted over yeah, there. Yeah, that's right, Donald Barry. Oh, um, yep. name, name yeah, yeah, Yes, yes. Because that's what that's what I have to do. Okay, no, I don't hysterical. make I don't make the bed right now. I However, I can, folks. I'm still capable of said chore something tells me you're capable of many chores still. thank you donald thank Barry. you thank Let's get you get that last name in there <laughs> that's right all right look so now you're uh in high school you graduate high school and you end up going on a casting call right with your sister it was an open random open call from the radio and what happened so my sister who wanted to be a print model asked if i could take her and her best friend to the open call and I'm like at this random hotel in Gainesville, Florida. I'm like, okay, right, sure, whatever. And though in my heart I was like, 
oh my gosh, like this could, like, what if I, what if, I don't know. Were you, you know? really, was that, were you thinking that way? Well, yeah, that? because here's the thing. In school, I was always like in chamber choir or in choir, but I was so afraid to do like theater, even though, because ev- everybody in my high school was whether it was band or it was musical theater, they were like amazing. And, and you I, went to high school in Florida, right? Yeah, Buholtz, so so yeah. you left Japan and yep. then you moved to Florida, right? Came okay. back to yeah, came okay. back to Florida, went uh, to Gainesville, and so the high school just everybody was talented, and I was afraid of my own shadow, and I was like, uh, um, I cannot, I'm not even going to audition for the musical theater because are you kidding? And so. In my heart, though, I was like, I want to tell stories and I want to sing songs and I want to do all well, these things. Of course, things. because you'd been doing it as a child. You'd been entertaining people every yeah. chance you got. Right, right. And so when my sister asked if I could take her, I was obviously very excited, but you know, I, I get I, it. But I'm too afraid. So there's a woman who was sitting across from me. She had this weird hat on, and I tell the story all the time, but she was filling out paperwork and I was like, oh, okay, she's like a random woman. And she said, oh, I taught at your high school. I'm like, no, you didn't. I don't even know who you are. And you don't. She was like, I was in the theater department. I was like, I wasn't in the theater department. So I don't I don't know you. And she's like, well, I think you're here for a reason. I'm like, OK, one of those. Yeah. You're, OK, <laughs> what is happening? And so in the meantime, my sister comes out of the room. That lady disappears. I don't know where she went. I was like, oh, OK. I ask everyone, like, where's the lady in the hat? They're like, we don't know who you're talking about. So my sister comes out. My then manager soon to be my then manager, is like, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm just taking my sister here. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. And she's like, you don't sing, you don't act, you don't do anything. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. In my heart, I was like, please get me out of here. Like, please help me to escape. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I was, of course, too afraid to say anything. And my sister was like, Chrissy, you do sing. Sing something. And I'm like, oh, God. And I just What did was, you sing? Um, I think it was Reflection oh. uh, from Mulan. Oh my God! Don't you ask really me to sing it now. T- you went for the tough let, one. Let, no, it's just what came to mind. Because, like, listen, if someone tells you to sing and it's your opportunity and your audition, you better have something in your pocket. I don't know where that came from, but Famulan. Wow. Okay, anyway, and so um, I sang, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." And so, lo and behold, she ends up, you know, signing us. So we end up training and coming out to LA to do a big workshop but my sister never did any any modeling oh she wasn't really interested like it, it's a lot of work it's a lot of hustle and grind and she's a wonderful mother now and um it wasn't her uh it wasn't no, her calling no I, and I, I don't think she's too sad but about when, it either okay so when did you teach because i know you were a teacher yeah so i taught preschool uh prior to meeting my manager okay for about five years um and then, so did when you I was, did you think that was going to be it? You were yeah, just going to be a so. teacher for thought, your whole life, get married. We you had plans to be married. No, anything? not necessarily. No, just no. teaching. Yeah, I was like, I, I want to. I mean, for me, I think that children in particular are so um, impressionable, and it's so important to to start on the right foot and to make sure that, you know, and I just always felt sort of alone as a kid. And so it's really important for it's me. It's interesting to, that you say that with five, with four siblings yeah. that you felt alone. Yeah. I, I felt I very what, different. And I know what you mean when you say that yeah. you could be sitting right next to the person and feel alone. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's and, interesting. Though, yeah. That and you of course, were aware of it. Yeah. And of course, as an adult, I'm like, Oh, it was me. It wasn't them. But, um, you know, I had to come to terms with what it is that I wanted in whole, my whole lot in life. So yeah, I just, I mean, I have the, the most, incredible time teaching preschool and I love kids and now I have almost nine 
uh, nieces and nephews, one's on the way. Christmas is fun at the house. Oh, it's so fun, but it's ta- like it, it's hard because I want to I want to buy like the right everything, gifts and, right? and everything and everything. I know exactly what oh. you mean. I have a few nieces myself, so I know exactly it's what tricky, you mean. But it yeah. is. So right, before so I moved come, to LA, so you come you come to LA mm-hmm. and. You're not getting a lot of action, though, right? Uh, I don't even... You can't even consider... uh, Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Uh, A big old nothing. I was living in a two-bedroom apartment with uh, five five other girls. So there are three girls to each room. Oh, yeah. On air mattresses. It was actually the most fun. It was like pilot season camp. Um, However, when you're broke and you're taking everybody on auditions that you'd like to go to, it's tricky. It's hard. And then my manager says, oh, well, your assistant needs... I mean, your agent needs an assistant. And I'm like... A who? Right. Okay, great. And she's like, no, you're going to do that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, what? And what does this mean? Like, you don't think, you don't believe in me? Like, I could, what? And um, she's like, no, you you should just go and, and see what you can learn and, and figure out and make sure all the clients are getting submitted. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. You probably felt like it was a demeaning situation, Absolutely. right? But bravo to you for leaving your ego out of it and doing what you had to do. Well, I had to. If I wanted to stay in LA, I had to keep a job. And but not... a lot of people don't. Yeah. Th- you know, they're going to not do what you did. I mean, that's why you're who you are today. No. Because you took the risk. Yeah. And you said, all right, I'm going to do it. And then tell everybody what happened. So for nine years, right? you know, I took like a bit of a detour. Nine weeks. Not nine weeks, folks. <laughs> not nine months. Nine years. I mean, come yeah. On. I took a bit of a. Um, a different... Now you see what I mean when I say she checked the ego at the door. Okay. Well, you have to, and Los Angeles will will definitely help you do that uh, very quickly. Hollywood is, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. It's sure, it, no, not for sissies, as no, I like it's, to say. it's not for sissies. So nine years later, 2014, American Horror Story, was that the first thing that rolled around? Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of small co-stars, but that Horror Story was the first arc, the first multiple episode show I'd, I'd ever done. Um, and did they make you wear a fat suit? Yes, it what was actually... What Well, you know, here's the thing. So, I'm a Wiggles was the character who... Barbara is her name, but um, the character was the the fat woman of the circus. And like for the first time, I wasn't big enough to be the big girl, which is like ironic. I can't even talk How about did it. That, what did that feel like for you? Well, it was weird. It was right? a, it was a mind s because like weird? you put the suit on, you're like, oh, I can eat whatever I want because <laughs> nobody's gonna see anything. I'm like, oh no, the suit comes off, baby girl. But also. What was interesting is because I got stuck in my trailer once. You couldn't get out because the Y'all. fat suit was so fat. Okay, so it's right. So it's it's prosthetic. Oh it's like wearing a couch essentially, <laughs> and you can't see your feet, and and you know like it. Yeah, but I realized that like okay, like this is something that there are people who are people are truly contending with this. Yes, and in real listen. Life. I'm not any better. It could be me at some point, right? And so I thought, oh my goodness, like I'm learning so many things about not only myself, my career, and me uh, as as a person, as an actress. But there was a lot of it was a huge learning curve. I'm also sharing a screen with Jessica Lange, right, and Angela Bassett and Kathy Hello, Bates, Z. yeah. So just like thrown into all that. But I mean, it is very funny looking back. Like I legitimately couldn't get out of my trailer and we had to like squish the suit in to like, you know, depuff it. Was it heavy to wear? It wasn't heavy. Um, it was very cumbersome. So the it was like a vest and then the, the breasts were weighted with like bird seed. Oh, dear. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can yeah. get a mammogram and a pedicure at the same time right. now. I mean, <laughs> right. I need right. something down there further. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, and then we put pants on and those had like suspenders so it was a whole thing. Um, and but that, it was really cool. That would have been so freaky for me. I would be claustrophobic in, in something like that. Yeah, a you definitely, bit, right? uh, things change. You walk differently. You you can't 
sit in some places. Like there's, there's a whole, restrictions. Yeah, there's there are restrictions. restrictions. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So, and by the way, is it true that the very first time you wore a swimsuit was when you were 38? No. Where Th- is this that is what I'm trying from? to tell people. Please set the record straight. I, I have no idea. You know, people like to make their own little stories up. And while that's cute, it's not accurate. Good. Um. So yes, I've worn a bathing suit since I was a kid. I grew I'm up on a peninsula. Myself, you grew like, up in Florida. Yeah. Come on. Um. I think what they're trying to say is that because I said, you know, at 38, like, I, I don't care what people think. And there's a lot of women, a lot of men who don't feel comfortable going on a vacation, who are afraid to even wear a swimsuit in public. So men, perhaps you're looking at a woman over here scared to death to try them on. Right. Okay? Wh- which is banana pants. No, no. No, no. But like, it's not. but it's all relative. This is what I'm absolutely. It's how we feel about ourselves. And for me, I was like, at some point, I'm going to lose experiences because I'm afraid of what other people think about me. And like, five, I, I just don't, I don't really care about that anymore. You and so I think care. because I posted a picture of Donnie and I on a vacation, they're like, oh my God, she's never worn a swimsuit. Uh, not true. Um, I've worn them. I've worn them without t-shirts. I've worn them. Um, Proud. Yeah. Like, Proud, who cares? As you, as you should. Who cares? Who cares what people say? My you gosh. are right. All right. So after the fat suit to American Horror Story. Right. Which ends, right, after one season? Yeah, right? I did five episodes. Okay. Yeah. Then you had a little trouble again, right? Yeah, so there was a about a year break um, before This Is Us even came about where I wasn't sure if I should, right, do I take a leap of faith and yeah, go? Yeah, you were thinking of maybe blowing it off, Yeah, you? I was like, okay, do I go back home? Like, maybe this isn't the jumping off point I thought I was going to have. And then I also was an agent. You know, I came back to make sure all my clients were taken care of and make sure that people had homes, you know, to make sure that they were going to still be submitted. And then nothing happened for like a whole year. And I thought, okay. Discouraging. Yeah, super discouraging. And that's when I thought, like, and my mom said, you can either be miserable in L.A. or be miserable in Gainesville. But at least in L.A., you're pursuing your dream. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cute to say, mom. You know what, though? That's some good advice your mom gave you. Incredible advice. And I'm so glad that she said that because it really helped to sort of just ground me in that I've come this far. I can't give up now. Right. Um, thank God you didn't. Huh? Thank God. <laughs> and yeah. then you get the call. And then my with friend 80 says. 80 cents in your bank account and right. no gas in your car. Correct. So how the heck did yeah. you get there? My friend let me borrow money to get to get gas. I bet that friend has been paid back. Yes. <laughs> yes, she has. Yes, she has. Um, and you go on the audition. And did you feel like when you auditioned, this was your role? I didn't necessarily feel it was my role. I felt like it, it was a different feeling going in. I always say I felt like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Like I walked into the lot and the, the security guards are like, good morning. I'm like, good morning. Like I just, something felt different. But when I, of course, got to the room, all the insecurities and the questions and the doubts were like, uh, no, no, no. The, you, yeah, right. Like you're ever going to be a series lead on a television show. What yeah, was right. the audition like? A normal audition. Dan, I, were you, was, you, was no, Dan? No, it was the first round. So okay. it was the casting director and um, her associate. And I read through the, the scenes a couple times and um, I left. And of course, I see all the same girls um, who I love and who I want to do well. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, fine, whatever. And I'm had like, you sent them on there? Had you casted them on there as an agent? You know, you? no. Those <laughs> those girls I did not represent ever at, at any point. But um, did you ever send anyone out for your role? No, okay, no, not good. for no, no, not for, actually no. But it's it's really funny because I was, I just it, it felt like it was something special. But then 
I was like, oh, God, that was terrible. Luckily, I got a call back and I you know, some redemption. And that was sort of a step in the right direction. But then I finally was able to test. So they narrow it down to five girls and we test with five Kevins. And then I got a call and they were like, oh, we, we can't decide who. Oh. Uh, we've already hired Justin Hartley as the role of Kevin, but we can't decide on Kate. And I'm like, oh, OK. All right. And at that point, that's when I decided to write a letter to the executives and to Dan. And I just said, listen, whatever you decide, I know that's going to be the best decision. But I want you to know that I I am this girl. Like, I've played the second fiddle. I've I've been in the shadow of people. I know what it's like to be in the Hollywood life and, and so close, but yet so far away. And I just feel really close to her. But thank you so much for this opportunity. And, genius. Um, ding, ding, ding. Well, I just... People I, listen. This is a genius move. <laughs> I just wanted to thank them for the opportunity because I had never been that close to something I wanted so badly. And um, but you were you you felt a connection right away with yeah, the character for sure. And still, as you're proceeding, what is season four? We're coming yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah. So so, do you still feel as the character is growing related to? Oh her? yeah, absolutely. Do they take some things from you now and embody them into I, I Kate? I think that they do. Whether now we that they talk know about it or not, is. yeah. Um, the music and the singing thing was never going to be initially a part of the story, and. When I got the script and they were like, oh, Kate sings at the retirement home. I was like, oh, can I do it? And they're like, oh, yeah. Can Did you they sing? know that you? No, oh, they didn't know. No. And so it's been really cool to kind of cultivate her aspiring or her aspirations as a singer, much like, you know, of course, Rebecca and, you know, the whole mother daughter thing is always. Who's a the biggest thing. diva on the set? Nobody. Nobody. Oh. Honestly, nobody. No one, huh? All right, I try. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no. People don't believe it, but it's true. Do you play true. pranks on each other? We don't. I mean, uh, we don't. You're just a real good family. Yeah. Oh, boring. I know. <laughs> I know. Golly. All right, so listen. That was a big breakthrough, but not as big as Breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. Your new movie. My friends have seen it. I have yet to see it. I cannot wait to see it. And first of all, did you produce it? Did you have anything to do with producing this? No, I did this? not. Devon Franklin was our producer and Steph Curry executive produced and Roxanne Dawson directed. But you do want to produce yeah, stuff, right? Definitely. You do want to get I'll into be dipping the Because uh, this the movie the felt water. like when I see the trailers, it feels like you to me. Oh, that's nice. So tell us about this movie because it's based on a true story, the joy Smith story, is yeah, that right? Yeah. Um, based on her memoir, The yes. Impossible. Yes. So uh, about four years ago, there was a story that came around in the news that I knew about. A boy in St. Louis, Missouri, fell through an icy lake um, and was submerged for over 15 minutes and then airlifted. So essentially dead without any brain activity or pulse for over 45 minutes. Which is, by the way, people think about how long Chrissy and I are talking. Yeah. This kid's dead. Right. Okay. It's, I mean... Phenomenal. Way too here. Go yeah. ahead. Um, so, you know, Joyce gets a phone call that her her son had fallen through the lake. And instead of going into that room and saying goodbye because the doctors had nothing else to do, they could do nothing else. But she's religious. This yeah. is very, fa- uh, very, very yeah, she is a very, good she's, timing for Good Friday and Easter, by sure, the way, because yeah. it's very faith driven. Exactly. Yes? So she's a woman of um, her very, very strong faith. And she goes in instead of saying goodbye, she prays over her son. Because she can't believe that he's gone. And wouldn't you know, uh, he gets a pulse. Um, and How long was she praying? Um, probably, I don't know, four or five minutes, maybe. Um, and I've since heard from the nurses and some of the doctors who were there. And they said that her prayer and her love, like 
just like you could hear it and you could feel it inside of, of the emergency room, which I find incredibly fascinating. Have you met her? I did. and, and we're Have all, you met him? Yes, yes. They came on set the, the two weeks into shooting and they are... The most wonderful people. And um, what drew you to this role? Well, um, interestingly enough, my mom had a stroke two years ago, right before we started shooting the movie. And almost verbatim are the words that I said to my mother's doctors, as Joyce says to John's doctors. And she says, um, you know, if you don't speak life and positivity on or about or around my son, like you're, this is unacceptable. And I said that to my mother's doctors, like if you're, you practice and you give a prognosis, but you don't know my mom. And so if you're not going to be positive, if you're not going to say good, uh, whether she's, uh, she can hear you or not, she can hear you, whether you think she can. Um, and I just thought that it would be, not only do I have real life experience in, and as we all do, um, unfortunately losing a loved one or potentially losing a loved one, but honoring a true story. Faith has been in, uh, very important in my life and honoring my mom and what she went through. Um, so it just made sense. Wow. Yeah. I mean, timing was really perfect for that yeah. one. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Re- and did you enjoy doing a, a big feature film? Yeah. I it's mean, it's your first big breakout breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that title out yeah, there. It is. It is. Right? And it was. Was um, it different than being on a movie set than sure. on a TV set? Yeah. I mean, we were shooting in Winnipeg, Canada because we were, of course, chasing the snow and chasing a frozen lake. Um, um, but you know the hours are different. The setups are a little different. We're on a single cam, so the turnaround is very quick. You could be in a scene at This Is Us, uh, yeah, um, and you could be a scene in the film, and the turnaround when they have to set up the dolly track four be, hours. Yeah, it could be like forty five minute turnaround, and yeah. so you have to sit in that really emotional state for for quite some time, even longer than. Did um, you stay in your character the entire time? I mean, I, I tried to sort of go in and out uh, because uh, you can't really be that emotional for 18 hours a day yeah you know it's <laughs> it's it's a well, lot Well, some people method act and they never sure. come out as you know sure. daniel day lewis yes never breaks character right so yeah right. no i have to good you're normal that see that to me that's i don't know normal, normal but well i think that's normal you have to go home and have a life and talk to your friends and yeah. you know do your life it's it's challenging and um hopefully it serves me well but it's uh Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You got to have a bit of a reprieve for yeah, me. Yeah, especially something that deep. Yeah. Uh, but it was a happy ending. I mean, we're yeah. not giving away the ending yeah. by saying he lived. Yeah, <laughs> right. We all know he lived now. Something else you did in this movie, you sang yeah. in this movie, not we're going to get to your other big singing event, but in this movie, you did something with a friend of mine, Diane Warren. Yes. Do you not love Diane? She is, is she the so kookiest? cool. And that cat. Is that cat the craziest oh cat you've ever seen? She, she takes is... that cat everywhere with her. She used to have a bird. She used to take a bird. <laughs> I am not kidding you. When you see Diane, ask her about the bird. Yeah. She used to no, take surprise. a bird and walk around <laughs> everywhere we went. This bird was what on kind her of bird? Shoulder. She was a parrot. Oh, Ask her did about it speak? 
It did. <gasps> Ask her. You know what it said because you know Diane. Oh. Uh, Beep. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, Diane. You know, I you love know the she, F word is her She has no filter word. and I love that. None, but she writes beautiful music. She's she wrote legend. this song. And I do uh, remember reading. Now, maybe this is another thing you'll have to correct. But in the beginning, when she first found out it was you singing it, she wasn't okay with that. Well, she said... Wait a minute. Are you an actress who thinks that she can sing, or like I don't know? She doesn't like actors who dive into the music world, as you know. Well, yeah, I think, and I, I get it. Uh, you know, you, not everybody can do everything or do it really well. And you know, if you start off in one particular craft, it's hard to kind of cross over. So I understand that. But I was like, Did you have to audition for her? Did you have no, to do something? No, I didn't audition. Um, she wrote the song after she saw the movie. She was so inspired by one of the particular scenes and can you tell which scene yeah inspired it's her? the it, yeah it's the uh, first responders scene where uh pastor jason noble invites every single person who was influential and instrumental in saving john's life so the doctors the nurses the emts um and so he asks everybody in the congregation to stand up who ever prayed for him in or outside of the church and literally the entire congregation stands and um so that's why the song is i'm standing with you yes and uh yeah it's it's a beautiful beautiful song and no i didn't have to audition however i went there to the studio and i thought we were just gonna have a little chat but she's like oh why don't you hop in the in the booth and i'm like uh <laughs> she made you say it the right heck? back in there. I'm like, I've heard it four times. <laughs> That's so dying. And it was her work tape. So I was like, oh, great. I'm like, okay. And I thought, Chrissy, just go and do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just go and do it. And Kyle, her engineer, who was so cool, was like, okay, Diane, why don't you leave for a little bit and come back? So uh, she came back and um, I think she was surprised. That um, you know that you could sing so well. Yeah. I, well I'm going to be really honest right in this room. I'm going to be really honest. Tell right me, in this girl. Room. Tell me. I am not going to lie to you. I had I my mouth dropped to the floor when you came. What was it? The CMAs, ACMs, ACMs, ACMs. You came out there first of all. I'm like, what is Chrissy Metz doing at a country event? Well, I love and, me some country music. I mean, apparently, yeah. and you got out there and belted out. I literally was like, my jaw. I go. That bitch can sing too. <laughs> you sound oh, like that. Yes. I'm just going to be honest with you. I looked at my friends. I go, it's unbelievable. She can act and sing. Oh, well, I thank mean, you. and you can sing. Oh, well, thank Girl, you. Girl, you can sing. Well, music is really my first love. It's something that I've always uh, been changed by and have always wanted to sing, but um, never, uh, much like Kate on This Is Us, like never really supported or encouraged or. Um, Kind of. Uh, well, it seems that way. Everything in your life had been that way, except from your mother, yeah, who yeah. was extremely supportive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is she doing okay now? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, she okay. is. Thank I you. To ask you that. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, so you said, how terrifying was that? Tell me about that. Well, moment. here's the thing. So. It's most of the anticipation, right? And by the way, for those of you who didn't see it, she sang the song yes. from Breakthrough. Right, with Carrie Underwood. With Carrie Underwood. Lauren Elena, Five girls, yes, right? Yes, Mickey Guyton and Maddie and Tay, who are obviously country Huge. country artists. Country royalty, we call those They're two. They're just amazing women. Were you nervous? Were you scared? Sure, sure. I mean, it's something I hadn't done before, so it's uncharted territory. People don't also, they don't realize what happens and, and the prep and, you know, Holding a stage. What with, is it? Tell us. Yeah, fill us in a little so yeah, people for can sure. understand. So, you know, we have a rehearsal the day before and then we go and we have like a state, you know, a dress rehearsal. And here's the thing with live television. Anything can happen. So sure enough, I we're ready. We have all the mix. We're like ready to go. Jason Aldean's finishing up his performance and I can't hear him in my in-ear monitors. And I'm like, 
I don't understand. Why can't I hear him? Like, I know he's playing. I hear it, the, the stage shaking. And you're supposed to hear it so you have a cue, right? Right. So okay. I have a cue and also so I can hear the music. Oh, um, duh. And, you know, it just helps <laughs> to not blow your voice out when you right. have the monitors in. Right. And I'm like, I can't hear anything. And they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, if 10 seconds. And I'm like, I don't think. I'm like, can you guys check? And they're like, well, check what? I'm like, can you see if my pack is attached to my monitor? And they're like isn't it and I'm like I cannot no it's not they're like three seconds literally unzip my dress my my in-ears were not attached to my pack I and and I was like and he was like we have to go we have to go and it's literally like he's like clip zip as the as the curtain rises and I'm like okay here we go folks and then what I'm not used to live television no, obviously I've never done you it before four takes five takes sure right I've never done it before also when he turned the the monitor on my ear monitors it was like so loud that it's sort of like it took me a minute to adjust that must be why those guys pull it out when you see them on stage sometimes if you hear a mix like if if maybe the drums are too loud and you can't hear yourself or if it's just what your preference is so yeah you definitely have to take them out if you and that's what of course I would have done but I really didn't want that you know the first time I'm ever on a uh, a live you know, as a as a uh, wa- as a viewer never would know any of this oh, is going on FYI yeah okay well good and I, I really was not going to say anything that's but... where your acting comes in you see <laughs> yeah that's I was acting. acting like I had it together <laughs> for sure um and so and my I had to adjust to the the volume and then I was like oh my and then you turn it down and whatever the show must go on as they say well it went um, on and it was just you know, sometimes it's about just getting through something and, and pushing past the fear. And I didn't have any expectations. I was like, Chrissy, if you get through the song, that's a victory for you. No because kidding. it's something you've never done. So don't be too hard on yourself and just like go, just just do it. And um, I'm just so grateful I had the opportunity because it was so wonderful. And everybody was talking about it. Everybody yeah, loved everybody it. Was very sweet. Everybody very kind. thought it was great. How how afterwards when it's over, what happens? Do the girls come up to you or Oh sure. Everybody I mean, the country community is so loving and warm and they were like just oh my goodness, congratulations. Is that you the know? music you listen to, country music? I mean I listen mainly? to all genres of music. Me too. Um except for like really I don't hardcore. listen to heavy metal. Yes. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough for me. It doesn't it doesn't vibrate. Oh, you are a beatboxer. I can beatbox. Could you give us a little beatbox? Come you on. You gonna rap? Uh, I'll rap. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I got Chrissy Matt in the house. We're uh, gonna do some dance. <laughs> I love that you just went for it. See, most people don't even go for it. I love that. Well, of course, you gotta go. You for do, it. but not everybody does because we're always sort of afraid. But not me. Um, well, no, I listen, love that. No shame in my game. Hey, none, my friend. I love that. I'm way too old to give a crap oh, about God. what anybody thinks. Anymore. I love that. And why should? And you? that is the good thing about aging. I'm just gonna say. Well, good. When you get over forty, you just don't give a shit anymore. Well, I'm close. I'm getting. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm getting you know close. What I mean? I'm getting close. I'm not giving a beep yeah exactly yeah. okay this i've been dying to ask you i know you had lunch at oprah's house i did okay so two things i have to know what did she serve you and did she try to get you on her weight watchers it's so funny um we had um a salad and then we had of course she serves a salad but it was from her her uh, garden, garden. Oh. gorgeous gorgeous lettuce i think it was butter lettuce and it does taste different from it the garden sure doesn't does, it for sure um and then i believe we had i don't remember if it was zucchini noodles or pasta uh shoot i don't remember but it was all very delicious yeah all and why delicious. were you there she just wanted to she's like you know what i could read all these things about you but i'd love to like get to know can you can you imagine what wait a second time out 
The phone rings. Hello, Chrissy. It's no, Oprah, no, darling. No, no, it was her chief of staff who called, and I thought my friend was playing a joke. I'm I like, would think so, too. I'm like, anyway, and she's like, no, this is really her chief of staff. And I'm like... Out of the blue. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, uh, you never mentioned an interview. Oprah's my favorite. I love her. Would I love mean, to sure, meet I'm her. sure I have, but I, I um, had I you ever met her before? No. Get mm-hmm. out. Yeah. What? I want to come to your house. But Oprah. I surely did manifest <laughs> meeting her um, years before, and always saying like, "Oh, I'd love to have a house near Oprah." So who knows? Maybe I manifested it. So okay, you go there, and she just wants to meet yeah, you to chat chatting. about you. We're just chatting. Did she try to get you on her Weight Watchers? No. <laughs> Come on. You know she owns part of the Weight Watchers now. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my mind, she tries to get everybody on that Weight Watchers. I don't Watchers. think she does. I think that it's, if it makes sense, I'm sure, you know, if it behooves the brand and, and her. But um, Well, just what, give me just a little taste of what a conversation is like. She literally was just like, tell me and tell me about you. And I sort of just sat down and chatted as, as we're chatting. Just talked about my life and... Told yeah. her you lived in Japan and that you couldn't speak any Japanese. Yeah, 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 was she sure. bummed? Uh, you know, no, no. Gratefully, she was not bummed, but she was just so warm. Um, She's like a real person. She People is don't a real know. I've person. Met her, and so yeah. I know the warmth that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she is a warm, real person. And she doesn't act like Oprah Winfrey. You know what I mean? Like right. You think that, oh, like she... Like and, you and, get a car. Yeah. You get a car. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a lovely, lovely human being who imparts so much wisdom, I think, in everything she says. I'm just like... Aren't you bummed she's not running for president? I sure am. Aww. I would have loved that. Well, maybe. maybe at a How long day. did you get to spend with her? I think we were a couple hours. So what do you send to her afterward? Because I know you, and I know already, I'm sitting here maybe 30 minutes with you, and I know that's what you're you're going to do. You're uh, going to send her a thank you. If you wrote to the, the casting people and director a letter to say thank you for auditioning, I know Oprah got a gift. What'd you get her? Oh, I, I just got some flowers. Just oh, a thank you flowers. Okay. But I knew you did yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? Well. And do you think you'll have lunch with her again? I don't know. I hope so. She did ask, you know. Um, she said, come back and we can go on a walk or whatever around her. Beautiful. Monta- Were you in Montecito? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Ellen is her next door neighbor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she knows. Yeah. All right. So maybe she was interested in talking to you because you have a production company. Uh, well, uh, not quite yet. But develop? De- we're, we're, we're developing. Are that. you looking yeah. for projects? I am. Sure. What, what kind of projects are you looking for? Let's put it out there. Yeah, I think it's really about, I mean, for me, my message is, uh, you know, is it going to better whoever sees the particular project, whether it's opening up their heart or their mind or um, empowering women or, you know, like real, just real stories. Are you uh, looking to do docu, docu stuff? Are you looking to do f- uh, feature films, I think, TV or I all think of TV the above? features, sure. Um, Not reality TV or uh, stuff like that? I, I don't know. It depends. You know, I think it all just, if it makes sense and if it, if it feels right. But um, mostly scripted stuff, TV, film, yeah. And I, I really like to, um, I really like true stories. So me too. I, I like to read books and meet people who are, you know, gone through. I like through. true crime stories. Oh, see, I, I those things kind of freak me out. Oh, I wanted to be a profiler. If I didn't do oh. this job, that's what I wanted oh, to my, do. Oh, my manager's obsessed with that kind of stuff. I'm too. obsessed with it. <laughs> obsessed with yeah. it. It just, I want to go in their brain and see what the hell you're thinking. See, I don't want to. I'm like, I'm not interested. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. No. Like I interviewed Jan Broberg. Do you know who she is? From Abducted in Plain Sight. (gasps) Oh. So I had her here on my podcast a few weeks ago. And wasn't that creepy? 
I mean, I'm talking to Anthony now. Yeah. It was so creepy. I had the uh, the woman who uh, produced the abducted in plain sight, and then she was Jan was on the phone, and she sounded Anthony. Did she sound like nothing happened to her? And this woman was abducted. Do you know the story? Yeah. Twice by the same man as right. a child. Right. I, I just I, that stuff is so hard for me to. And and if you guys were to talk to her, you wouldn't believe how normal, right? She was so normal. I'm like, did you go to therapy? No. No? No therapy. Right. That was me. I go, I haven't been abducted no? and I need therapy. I, hello? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. But those are the kind of things. Um, it is fascinating. It but... is. Isn't it fascinating? Yeah. It, it really is. All right. And let's just quickly talk about your book. You published a book. I did. Let's talk about that for a yeah, minute. Um, is there anything you haven't done yet? Yes. Good. We're going to get to the yes, bucket list in a minute. Yes, there's a lot of things. But uh, tell me about the book. It went to number one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. New York Times bestseller. Yes. You're a New York it Times was... bestseller. It was so surreal. Um, you know, when my lit agent even asked, approached me about it, I was like, I have nothing. Isn't it to- weird just to say what you just said? Yeah. When my lit agent. I know. Isn't it weird? It is it's weird. It's so weird. It's, it's not weird because I was in those circles, but obviously on the other side of the desk. But saying it as, you know, a client, it is weird. Um, but she said, you know, are you interested in... And I'm like, why? Writing a book now? I don't think I have anything to say. Apparently you did. And she's <laughs> like, really? You sure? And I'm like, yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like, yes, we all have lived a particular amount of life, but what am I going to, to bring to the table? So it really took me a minute to realize that, like, oh, okay, so all my life lessons are shaping me to be who I am, right, today. And that, okay, if I can show everybody how they've changed me, whether it's about, you know, an abusive stepfather who I've forgiven and, um, you know, coming from very humble beginnings, but that every single thing doesn't happen to me but for me, then okay. Then okay, let's let's so write it. In other words, it. you're going to write it as not the victim. Right. That's what you were looking to do. Right. To not be the victim when you talked about your anxiety or right. your depression right. or your panic attacks. Right. There, there just wasn't going to be any victimizing to no, it. No, because the thing is... Uh, I've read some of it and I... Totally did not get any victimizing. Well, I love that. No, you really wrote it as a, um, almost as a help book. Yeah. I I felt like it was a help book. It helped me to write it, you know, and so. Very cathartic, I'm sure, for for you to write it. Because in the book, you do talk about dating. Mm -hmm. You do talk about depression. Mm -hmm. You really let it out there. Yeah. I mean, I I went through a lot. And when you're pursuing. And you've been married before, right? I I was married uh, for about five and a half years to an amazing human being. Me too, but he wasn't so amazing. But whatever. (laughs) But here's the thing. That like every single person that comes, I believe, every single person that comes into our life is either for us to learn, to teach, or to grow. And I'm right there with you, you sister. I'm so I'm grateful for every. There's experience. a lid for every pot, and we need a different car for shape. every driver. That's right. That's right. There you go. That's right. I I totally yeah. agree with you. So you went on and you talked all about it. And are you dating now? Do you have a boyfriend now? I do not have a boyfriend now. I do not have a boyfriend now. Hello, Z. <laughs> Just thinking. Oh. Are you interested in uh... I mean, they better be amazing. Yes. See that? Yeah. I mean, she loves herself. Yeah. Yeah. They better, yeah, I mean, they better have a job. That's Well, what okay, I that's say. that's Hello? standard. Well, some people My mom likes care. to say the, the three C's, a career, a car, and cash. I mean, she said if a man doesn't have those mom. things, don't even talk to him. I need to meet your <laughs> mom. I love her. The three C's. Yeah. I'm in. I'm using that. Yeah. The three C's. <laughs> you can do a car. Four. Wait, car, a career, cash, cash and, career. and a car. A car, career, Wait, and is cash. Is your mom still in Gainesville? Yeah. 
Yeah. We need to bring her out yeah. here. She needs to be out She's here. She's a hoot. Yeah. She gives some good advice. She I'll sure tell does. you that. Because my grandma used to say, there's a lid for every pot. So every time I got dumped, don't worry, another lid will come. No, but and that's the thing. Absolutely. Like, I think we attach so much, and I know I have internalized breakups and thinking that I was the problem and I was the issue. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Two people. Yeah. Also, not every not everybody's for forever. Right. You know? I agree with so, you for sure on yeah. that. Okay, bucket list. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I have several of them. Uh, I'd love to do a Broadway musical. Wow. Yeah, I'd love to do that. How perfect. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have a production company. Um, I'd well, love that's to... already checked. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's half not... check. It's a half, half check, check, but I, you know, pie in the sky until it happens. <laughs> um, I'd love to sing a national anthem at, at, a, at a big... Um, why haven't you? Because no one knew you could sing like well, you no, could sing. Well, we, no, we've tried to, but I just my schedule and things just didn't line up. So. Which one? A baseball game you'd like to do it at? Oh, or a hockey game? Where would you like honestly, to do it? Honestly, probably baseball. Dodgers? Um, or would you yes. like to go to Florida and do, uh, what are they, I think the I would love to do Who Dodgers. Yeah, Marlins are Marlins, in Florida. But, right? Um, I think the Dodgers would be cool. Um, well, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when it's the right time, for sure. I caught the first pitch for an opening day game. Oh, yeah? Yes. Was Gary, it, were you nervous? Gary Bryan, my co-host on uh, the morning show at uh, K-Earth, he threw it out from the, um, where I was on the uh, uh, the mound. Is that what you call it? Is that where I was? <laughs> I don't know. Baseball. Well, the pitcher throws to the, the home plate. So I was on the home plate uh-huh. in five-inch pink heels. Oh, my God. Cute. Yeah, with a pink glove. <laughs> and honest, true. And he was out there, and he threw it, and he threw it high, and I jumped, and I caught it. And let me tell you what a what a wild thing to hear forty thousand people. I can't scream, imagine, yeah. right? And and here's what we did. There's a park across the street from here. You know the La Brea Tar Pit. Sure. He took me out there and taught me to catch. And he kept backing me back up, back back. I was almost in with the uh, tar pits. <laughs> and literally, I kept catching and catching it so far away. But by the time we got there, I go, oh, this is a piece of cake. But man, it's far. It is far and yeah. it is nerve wracking. So when you say you want to sing the national anthem, I'm thinking, I'm just catching a ball and I'm having a breakdown. Right. You are brave, lady. Well, you, I mean, you gotta... that's a song, dude. Yeah, right. Can you sing it? I mean, not now. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean it, it, in it general. is probably one of the toughest songs, but yeah. Yeah, I think I can. And would yeah. you go up high? No. Or would you probably stay? Not. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Because, you know, the bar has been set with Whitney Houston. Listen, nobody's going to ever touch Miss Houston. Just saying. The bar has been set. And that's okay. But guess what? That's okay, too. That's okay, I mean, too. I think you would do a beautiful job. Yeah, it's just something I've always you know wanted to do. All right. And we oh, did... and write an episode of This Is Us. Oh, or co-write an episode. Time out. I would love to do that. Can you do that? I thought Dan had every single episode, even your last episode of the very last season he's um, written. They have it. No, they don't have it written. They have it sort of mapped out. So nothing is completely... Do you all know? Yes. Oh, well, that was nice that he told you all. Yeah. And how does he know that that's when it's going to end? Because they have an incredible timeline of exactly what they want to happen when they want it to happen. And so what is it? Season six, it goes away? That's, that's the whisper that, that that'll be our last season. But who knows? Right? Yeah. I mean, if it's doing really well, don't you think Dan could come he, up with another storyline yes, or two? Yes, but I don't think people understand. Not only do we have do they have to write for commercials. It's we only get forty two minutes. It's network. There's so many particular stipulations and regulations. Also, there are eighteen episodes, and that's a lot. Yeah, usually series orders are thirteen, right? Yeah, and then a back order if they right, get right, and sometimes. But also, there's so much that we tackle in the show. 
that it's uh, heavy duty. It's yeah. It's it's no yeah. Would you guys be okay with it ending in season six, or would you all like to maybe go? I mean, you know, like Modern Family, they kept going and said they were going to stop, but they kept yeah. going and going. I mean, I honestly, whatever is meant to happen will happen, and I'll be okay with it. But. Well, clearly it. you're going to be okay. Well, I think with Dan, he's like, we want to end on a great note, not like, hmm, you know, sort of just fizzling out. No one wants to fizzle. And is the ending a great note? I know you can't tell I us anything, so. but I think are so. you happy with it? Yeah. Are you happy where Kate ends up? Yeah. Um, and how about you have, uh, for those of you who missed the season finale, which you shouldn't have, how dare you? Uh, you get to take your baby home. Yeah, 28 weeks. <laughs> 28 weeks well, and you got to take your baby home. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Do you know anything that's coming? Yes. Can you at least tell us is the baby going to be okay? Do we at least get I, to know I that? I know that things are coming. Well, that's like winter is coming with Game of Thrones. That's what right. is that about? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> things are coming. What things right. are things, coming? Things. You can't say anything, huh? Mm-mm. That Dan boy, he's got them locked up for well, because he knows we want to keep our jobs. That's when you have true. a job like this, yeah, he'll do whatever you can it's, to keep it. It's a really terrific, terrific show. It really is. Thank you. And I'm I not saying so. that because I think so too. Because and I'm an audience. Like I'm a fan. Do you watch it? Yes. Donnie and I watch it together. You guys really do? Yeah. I love you that you and you're cool. How do you do you like look at yourself and critique yourself? I, I should have said it that way. Yes, every time. But I, I realize that like, you know, it's a collaborative art and there are takes that the director thinks is more appropriate and I just you go with it. You got to. And yeah. you're an easy client. You <sighs> are a d- director's dream. Well, I, I mean, it's not about me. It's it's really about the story. But not everybody feels like that, Chrissy. Well, yeah, that's, that's okay. pretty cool that you're like that. Yeah. That's probably why you're going to work all your life. Well, God willing, so. knock on wood. Yes. All right. Well, we talked about the clothing line. That's going to be possibly yeah, coming, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, so. I, I would hope any minute that I would see something from you, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, say bye-bye? I, uh, I'm loving this conversation I know, we're just you. chit-chatting. I just love um, you. I just think oh, you're a really cool chick. Thanks. And you'd be the kind of friend that I'd hang with. Right, because we're just real. Yeah, I mean, you're real. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely real. People so. meet you and probably don't think, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be nice. You know what? I sat next to Tom Hanks and his lovely wife, Rita Wilson, who's oh, coming I love to do Rita. She loves you to death. Oh. I told her you were coming to do the podcast. She's coming May 1st oh, I love her. to do the podcast. And those are the two nicest people. She's a singer, too, of course, as yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the two nicest people in the world. So real and down to earth. And it's really great when you meet someone who you love on TV and yeah. they're as great and as real as you. Aww. And I appreciate that. Yes. And I hope I hope that all your dreams come true. Hmm. Is there anything else that you want to say? Get rumor, clear up a rumor or anything <laughs> out there? No, I don't think so. But I mean, uh... we... People, she wore a bathing suit in case you missed the front way yeah. before 38. Goodness gravy. All right. I sure did. So nothing yeah. else? No, I don't think so. Well, I think yeah. I've, I think uh, to be rude enough, I've milked, I've milked all I could get. <laughs> <laughs> thank I you I love so you, much. Chrissy Metz, and really thank you for carving out the time to of do course, this podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. Thank we'll you. see you soon. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.